0: Blog Talk Radio Do you make Christian music And you want to release it online Without paying hefty yearly fees Your best choice is GodTunesMusic.com. Sign up, upload your music And reach the world GodTunes distributes all genres of Christian music To over 300 top online music portals Like iTunes Spotify, Amazon MP3, or Beatport. Sign up now and take your music to the next level. GodTunesMusic.com, the largest Christian music digital distributor on the web. I am the one who spoke into nothing and all creation. My
1: Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center this morning with Intercessory Prayer. I'm filling in for my wife, Angela. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for another day, Lord. We just come before you this day just acknowledging you in all our ways. Acknowledge him, and we do, Lord, and he will direct our path. Father, we just thank you for being a good God, for a God that is good all the time, a God that is dependable a God that is reliable, a God that is always there. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So, Father, we just thank you this day for miracles, for signs and wonders, O God, for those things, O God, that we need that you already know about, Lord, that you take care. You are so faithful, and, Lord, we bless you. We thank you because you are a healer. We thank you because you are a God that cares about every detail of our life. And, Father, we just bless you this day. We honor you, Lord, because you are holy. You made us righteous, Lord, and we thank you for that. Even when we don't come up to the mark, Lord, you are there to uphold us, even as you uphold the entire universe by the word. Lord, we just thank you, and we honor you this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, this is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center with you this morning, and we just want to just pray and get into the Word of God and just encourage our hearts today because without God, you know, without the Lord on our side, we would not have a chance. Today, I just want to talk about this week, how God is just a faithful God and how prayer works and how God is just so faithful, you know, earlier this week. Well, actually late one night this week I got a text from a young man and because, you know, I'm in real estate, um, the young man contacted me because there were some people he said that they are in need of somewhere to stay. And, of course, I didn't know any of the details until the following morning because it was late that night. I said, well, I'll call him in the morning and see what's going on. So I contacted the young man the following morning, and he said that these people, they, it's a family of five, I believe it was five, a husband, wife, and two children, three children, and one a very small child, infant. They had nowhere to go, no money, no anything. They were just out and they were at this hotel, and they had to leave by 11 o'clock that day. And I was talking to him earlier that morning. They had to leave by 11 o'clock in the day. They were checking out because they had run out of money, and they had to be out of the hotel so they had nowhere to go. I said, well, what I will do is I'll just have our ministry go and just cover another day while we try to figure this thing out. And uh, I called the hotel, and I said, I told the manager, well, look, uh, if you could send me the information and I could just know yeah, told him we'll we'll pay for the room. He says, Well I need to send you an application. Uh why don't I just email that to you and you get it back to us and we'll just do it by phone. Well the place where I was at the school I received the email but I could not get it to print. I tried everything, it was on my phone, I'm looking at it, I couldn't get it to print. At any rate, in my heart, I had said, well, if I could just go there in person, it's close by, and just pray with the people while when I pay the payment, that would be nice. So when noontime came, there seemed to be delays because I needed to leave, and my relief for my duty was not there, and and I'm getting a little anxious, but at any rate, I just began to pray in my heart. And so my relief showed up about 15 minutes or so later, and I left my site and I went to the place to take care of it. I got there. I went to the front desk. I paid the payment. And I told the gentleman at the front desk I would go up to the room and and meet the people. So I went up to the room, and the young lady was there. Her husband was there. The infant was there. And I just began to minister to them. I just began to minister to them because, see, this is God, and this is why it's so important to me that you understand who God is and his word. I began to minister to them, and sometimes even as I began to talk, I wonder about the things that come out of my mouth because it's it's, it's not me speaking at times. I began to minister to them, and the first thing I said was, first of all, first of all, I said to them, it doesn't matter why you're in the situation that you're in. It doesn't matter how you got to this place. What matters is God is a deliverer, God is a healer, God is a provider. It doesn't matter if it was your fault, it doesn't matter why you're here. It doesn't matter if there are some people that you feel like are supposed to be helping you and they're not. What I want to take off of the table is any hurt that you will have against anybody and anything that you feel like was supposed to help you and they didn't. So we don't want any strife in your heart. So let's put that, put that off, take that off of the table right now. I said, what we're going to do is we're going to believe God for your need. We're going to believe God for a place to stay. We're going to believe God for a means of support. And we began to pray the prayer of faith, and we just prayed, Lord, we thank you for these people. We thank you that you are all God, and they have a need. And Father, we thank you for the supernatural. We thank you for signs and wonders. Father, even now, as people listen to this broadcast, we thank you that there are needs that need to be met. And, Father, you know what they are. And we thank you that you are a God that supplies every need. And, Father, we just bless you. And as we pray prayer of faith and believing that God was going to do it, we left it at that. So I left. And I put a small amount of money in the young man's hand. And... Surely they were greatly touched that someone would come and minister to them in a time of need as had taken place. Now, the next day I went on about it, and the next day I really forgot about the whole thing. I went on, I said, well, the next morning when I thought about it, I said, oh, let me just text my friend and find out and just tell him I would be interested to hear the testimony of these people. In other words, I stated it that way deliberately. I would be interested in hearing the testimony of those people. And the thing that I got back was this. The young man said, not only did were we able to help them find a place to stay. He said, I called a person who worked with the homeless. They stated that it would take 30 days to get them in, but in the meantime there was someone that would allow them to stay at their house until they can get them into the shelter. The second thing was there was another young lady later that evening that said that she had this job, that she was leaving this job, and it was her responsibility to find her replacement. The area of work that she worked in just so happened to be the same area of work that this young lady that was out of work needed. It was the thing that she had been to school for, she had studied for. So within a 24-hour period of time, these people had gone from being homeless, unemployed, no money. The wife found a job that was paying her $45,000 a year that she would begin to start to work in two to three weeks. The young man was able to get a job at a restaurant whereby his friend was working. He was able to employ him. And even in that, they were able to have some temporary work to do in mean times until their permanent job became available. God is a God that meets needs. God is a God that supplied everything. And some people, someone may come along and say, you know what, uh, yeah, that's true, but I mean, I can explain all of that away. But see what religion always wants to do. Religion always wants to come in and find a way to explain away what God has done. They want to find an explanation to defame God, to say, well, that was going to happen anyway. Well, these people did this. No, it's not by happen chance. It's the supernatural move of God. When you begin to pray the prayer of faith, the hand of God, the presence of God, the angels of the Lord begin to take the words that you have spoken and ride the wave of those words to go and perform what you have believed God for, because they are words of faith, and because they are words of faith, then the angels themselves will be dispatched on your behalf to go and complete the act and the duties for which you have prayed. Therefore, they will see that those prayers are being answered, so the angels themselves will go and see that on your behalf, that those prayers are answered. And we just believe God when we pray. When we pray by faith, we believe what we are saying. We believe that God will do what he says he will do. And he says that we have not sometimes because we act not. But what we want to do is we want to believe God. When you pray, believe that you receive when you pray. Believe that that prayer is answered when you pray. And that's what we did. So many times what we want to do is when God has been good, when we see signs and wonders and miracles, when we see things that we know that God is involved in, we want to give that testimony. Why? Because there is deliverance in testimony. There is deliverance when you proclaim and when God has been faithful and good, when you talk about the goodness of God, when you talk about how God has answered prayer, when you talk about how God has delivered someone, within that testimony is the prophetic word of God to go and repeat the very act that God has already done in the lives of someone else. Why? Because that's the way God do it. That's why we give testimony, because if he did it in this instance, he will do it in the next instance. And when you hear the testimony goes forth, it creates faith in the heart of the believer to know that if God did it for them, he can do it for me. And we are thankful for that. We are thankful that we have a God that has so many ways that he do things. Many different ways that he do things. And Jesus himself, even as he moved about in the ministry when he was on this earth, that three and a half years, Jesus demonstrated to us, he gave us examples of how God moves. And God doesn't have to do anything the same way every time. We don't have to take where we see that Jesus did something and make Uh, absolute theology out of it or a monument out of it because what we need to understand is that we believe God and know that God can do anything He wants to do how He wants to do it. Our job is to have that relationship with Him so that we can recognize God wherever He is. Or even learn to recognize the presence of God even before we see with our natural eyes the signs and wonders that God is doing. Recognize the presence of God. Why? Because He lives in me, He's present. And He's at present helping the time of need. So He's in me, so therefore, where I am, there He is also. And when we began to speak, when we began to speak the prayer of faith, we began to proclaim the Word of God, then God, the presence is there, and the presence of God is there to deal with whatever situations there might be. Believe in God. Believe in God and what God say about us. God gave us His righteousness. He made us righteous. And God say things about us. God say things about us that we need to say about ourselves. He needs to say things about us, and we need to understand how God uh, uh how, God moved, how he get things done. And I'm looking at the Bible in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. In the 11th verse, it says that, through faith also Sarah herself receives strength to receive to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Listen to this. Because when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Who promised? God had promised. And Sarah judged him as faithful. That's what the Bible says, Sarah judged God as being faithful. In other words, Sarah said when God said what he said, she judged him as being faithful. But if you go back and read the account of what happened in Genesis, I believe that when God, when she had heard about the fact that she was going to conceive in old age, I believe that Sarah laughed. That's what the Bible says. She laughed. And then when God confronted her about it, she even was untruthful about the fact that she had laughed about what God had said. And then you read right here in Hebrews, it says because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, that seemed to be a contradiction there, right? God is saying that she judged him faithful whom had promised. And what she actually did, the account that actually happened, was she laughed in the face of God, and then she lied about the fact that she had laughed when God asked her about it. And then the word of God says here that she judged him faithful who had promised. God don't record our failures. God don't record our failures. That's just like Abraham. When Abraham was called a man of great faith, a man of faith who God had a lot of confidence in, God called him a man of great faith. And we see where Abraham, he was going down to this place and, and he was questioning about his wife and he lied about the fact that Sarah wasn't his wife. Which technically she was his sister. But the intent of his heart was to deceive, was to say, Well, this is not my wife, to face his own neck. But God judged him faithful. When you see in Hebrews, God called him faithful. God called Abraham faithful by. Faith, Abraham, when we are called to go up into a place which he should already all receive for an inheritance, he obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he whether he went, he didn't know where he was going, but he did what God told him to do by faith. This is in the eighth and ninth verse of Hebrew by faith, he sojourned into the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in Tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham was obedient, he didn't know where he was going. And down through the story where all the stories about Abraham, Abraham had failures, but God recorded in Hebrews, God recorded his successes. Even though you go back into the Old Testament in Genesis and read about it, there are failures that we see, but God recorded his successes. God looked at us through the veil of his son, Jesus Christ. When we accept Jesus... God looked at us through Jesus Christ, and he can see no faults of all of us, even though God knows us. He knows every fault that we have. But when we are in Christ and Christ is in us, God sees us as he sees his son. He rewards us accordingly as he rewarded his son. And what we must understand is that God is a God that is faithful. He gave us his righteousness. He gave us his faith. Therefore, we don't have to be concerned about whether or not our faith will fail us because our faith is that faith of God. It is the faith of God. So when you pray, you can pray boldly because you pray knowing that what I am using in this prayer is not my faith, but is the faith of God. It is up to God to get the job done. Now, if it's God's faith, then God's faith is not going to fail, even though we are the ones that are doing the praying. We're using God's kind of faith. Therefore, we can pray boldly. When we come before God, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Why? Because what we are using is what God gave us. And God will not give us anything that's going to fail us. It's not going to fail us. There's no failure in it. God is faithful. He gave us his righteousness. Therefore, we must, therefore we must, know and understand the the concept of spirit, soul and body because we are a spirit being. And when we are born again, we are just as holy, just as 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 faithful, just as Jesus is, as Jesus is, so are we. Because we have been given his DNA. We when we get born again, everything that Jesus is, that's what we are. But the fact is you have to acknowledge who you are in order for it to work in you and for you by the acknowledgement of who we are. In Philemon, it says that by us acknowledging the word that is in us, acknowledging who we are, by acknowledging the God kind of faith that we have, by acknowledging who God said we are, by acknowledging that, then it will begin to work in us. It becomes effectual. It begins to work. It's likened to someone having a million dollars in the bank and really don't know that they're sitting there. And they're starving for food. They're starving for shelter. They're going with lack because they don't know what they have. and As Christians, so many times we are moving about day to day, going without, tolerating, putting up with, because we don't know what we have and who we are. We are allowing the enemy to steal from us. We are allowing the enemy to steal from us. And I believe it is time for the body of Christ to move beyond being so concerned about what their individual needs are. And when we believe God for something, we believe God for just enough, and we should be beyond the point of believing God for just enough. We need to believe God for more than enough. Because our duty now and our place on this earth is to... Bring heaven to earth. When we meet someone in need, we are to bring to them everything that they need because we have an abundance on earth as it is in heaven. To bring them, when we come, our very presence is the delivery system that God uses to get other people what they need until they're able to know and understand how to get their needs met by knowing the Master. And each time we obey God, each time we take His Word and do His Word, each time we do that, we are ushering in the presence of God. Every time we obey God in any way, the presence of God is just released. It is released. It is released to go and minister. It is released to make a difference. It is released. Every act of obedience And we don't obey God in order to please him in the sense that he's performance-driven, that we need to do good things in order for God to love us. We do good things because that's who we are. That's who he made us to be. That's who we are. That's why we do what we do. God is a God that wants us well all the time. God is the God that wants to see us prosper. That's why he said in First, Third John that beloved above all things, I would that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Why is that? That's what God wants for us. That's what he wants for us. Beloved, I wish, I, it's God's will above all things, above everything else that there is. I would that you would prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And what is a prospering soul? A prospering soul is one that's coming into the knowledge of Jesus Christ as we get to know him. As we get to know his word. Prosper. Material prosperity. Bodily healing and good health. Soul salvation. There is no depression. It's the will of God. It's the will of God. There for all of us. That's the gospel. And God has no respect of person. What he will do for one, he will do for another. The word works for whoever will accept what Christ did on the cross. It works for anyone. The seed is the word of God. In Mark, the fourth chapter, it said that God's word is the seed. A seed doesn't discriminate against whoever planted. It It will grow for whoever will plant it and attend to it. If you take a corn seed outside, it doesn't matter who planted. If the planter would plant it and nurture it and attend to it, it will grow. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, black, white, blue, purple. It doesn't matter. A seed will perform because... It's DNA is already there. All you have to do is take it and work it. If what you need is what's in that seed, what you do is you nurture it, and you will get what it is that that seed will release at the time of harvest. What is it that you need? Take God's word and nurture it, attend to it, day and night, night and day, if my word abide in you, if ye abide in me and my word abide in you, ask what ye will, ask, you will get it you cannot seek God. It's not possible to seek God and not find Him. How do I know that? Because He said, Seek and ye shall find. He didn't say who. He just said, Seek and ye shall find. Seek and ye shall find. Who? Whoever seek Him will find Him.
0: Whoever
1: seek the Lord will find Him. And we are his beloved. Beloved. We are his beloved. So, Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, we just honor you. We come before you this day, Lord, as people listen to this broadcast, as they say in their heart that they have needs and they wonder if God is there. Sometimes they think that they may be all along, they're out there by themselves, but Lord, we thank you that you are a God that will reveal yourself to those people who may have questions about who you are and what you're doing and what you're all about. They may be seeking, oh God, because they just don't understand the very nature of who you are that you are a God, you are a spirit, you are everywhere all the time, that you are supernatural, that the words in the word of God, they are spirit and they are life, and when they are spoken, they go and they carry out duties and responsibilities for which they were called to do. And Lord, we thank you for making known of yourself to those who are seeking you. Where they seek you, O God, that you see to it that they know who you are, whether through another person, whether through nature or an experience O God, even as you reveal who you are, that they may look around and just see the great wonders of this world, that nature itself would be a witness as to a God, a living God, and, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that you are a holy God. You care for us. And you've provided everything that we need, Lord. Everything that we need, you've provided it. You've already provided it. When you went to the cross at some point along the way, you said that it is finished. What is finished? Everything that we would ever need was taken care of on that cross. Every need, every healing, every deliverance, every miracle, every sign, every wonder, already completed. And all we need to do is to receive by faith what you've already done. If it's healing, we receive it by faith. If it's deliverance, we should receive it by faith. Why? Because the work of the cross has already been done. It's already completed. It's already completed. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you this day. Father, we bless you. We thank you that you are shelter for the homeless, you are health for those who are sick. For those who are weak, you are strength. And Lord, we thank you for your word that deliver the goods. It's your word that deliver the goods. And Lord, we are thankful for that. We are thankful for your word. For it is your word. It is your word. And we'll end with this, Psalms 103. Psalms 103, we'll go there. Psalms 103. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are they? Verse 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with love and kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's. so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. All the benefits. These are benefits of the cross. He's a healer who healeth all that, who healeth all our diseases, all our iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, not some, all. All. The word A L L means all. Who healeth all our diseases, all of them, not from all. Who healeth all our diseases. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. He healeth all our diseases. He healeth all all diseases. Not some, but all of them. He healeth all all diseases. And so many times people read the Word of God, they're, they're just not words. God does not speak idle words. God does not just say something just to be saying it. These words are spirit and they are life. Let me read that to you. John Let me read what he says about his word. John six sixty three. Jesus said this. He says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profit is nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. If something is spirit and something is life, that means that it is lie. That means that when words are spoken and they are alive, then that means that they go out to accomplish things like healing. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who giveth, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with love and kindness and tender mercies? who satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. It's renewed like the eagles. Who redeemeth our life from destruction when we're headed down a pathway. Hallelujah. When we're headed down a pathway, God is a God that we should bless his name. Because when we're headed that way, he redeems us. He redeems us. He's a holy God. He's a holy God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. To kneel. To bless and an act of adoration to God, a man. To honor him because he's an awesome God. To honor him because he's an awesome God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. You are commanding your mental faculties to bless God. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Father, we just thank You for this word today. We thank You. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Be blessed. We have services on Sunday mornings, 9.30 a.m. at the Event Center. That's 4857 Glendale Road in Bowie, Maryland. Every Sunday morning, every Thursday, 7 to 8.15, Bible study, 4857 Glendale Road at the event center you're invited to come come and see God Amen Be blessed